Hi everybody, my name is David Soto and I'm going through um, the book of Romans um, right here on this podcast. This is actually my first time getting on here, so I just want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be able to get on here and kind of um, sort through some stuff. So in the book of Romans is a knowledgeable and experienced the district attorney makes his case calling key witnesses to the stand. He presents the evidence. He discredits the testimonies of witnesses for the defense by skillfully cross-examining them. Then he concludes with an all-right summary of stirring challenge for the jury. The announced verdict is no surprise. Guilty, states the foreman, and justice is served. The Apostle Paul was in, in he was a um just a really smart guy. Um he was committed to his calling. Uh, he was a skilled lawyer. He presents the case for the gospel clearly and um, for, forthrightly in his letter to the church at Rome. Paul had heard of the church at Rome, but he had never been there, nor had any uh, of his other apostles. Evidently, the church was begun by the Jews who had come to faith during the Pentecost in Acts 2. Uh, they spread the faith on their return to Rome and the church grew. Although many barriers separated them, Paul felt a bond with these Romans. They were his brothers and sisters in Christ, and he longed to see them face to face. He had never met most of the Christians in Rome, yet he loved them. He sent this letter to introduce himself to make a clear declaration of the faith. After a brief introduction, Paul presents the facts of the gospel in one chapter 1, verse 3, and declares his allegiance to it in chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. He continues by building on an airtight case for the lostness of mankind and the necessity for God's intervention in chapter 1, verses 18 and chapter 3, verses 20. And Paul presents the good news. Salvation is available to all, regardless of their identity, sin, or heritage. It says we are saved by grace, undeserved favor from God through faith and complete trust in Christ and in his finished work. I want to say that again. It's, it's, uh, you know, we're saved by grace. It's unearned, undeserved favor from God through faith, complete trust in Christ and his finished work. Through him, we can stand before God justified, not guilty. With this foundation, Paul moves directly into a discussion of the freedom that comes with being saved. And that's by believing in Christ, right? We receive freedom. Freedom from the power of sin. Freedom from the domination of the law. And freedom to become like Christ and discover God's limitless love. You can discover God's limitless love in uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 39. So speaking directly to his Jewish brothers and sisters, Paul shares his concern for them and explains how they fit into God's plan in chapter 9. Uh, one, and then also in chapter 11, verse 12. God has made the way for the Jews and Gentiles to be united to the body of Christ. Both groups can praise God for his wisdom and love. Paul explains what it means to live in complete submission to Christ using spiritual gifts to serve others in chapter 12, verses 3 through 8, and genuinely loving others in chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. And being good citizens, chapter 13, 1 through 14. And freedom must be guided by love as we build each other up in the faith. Being sensitive and helpful to those who are weak, in chapter 14, verses 1. 
in chapter 15, verse 4, Paul stresses unity, especially between Gentiles and Jews. 15, that's in 15, 5 through 13. He concludes by renewing his reasons for writing out, outlining in personal plans, chapter 15, 22 to 33, and greeting his friends and giving a few final thoughts and greetings from his traveling companions. So as we read Romans, examine, we need to re-examine our commitment to Christ and reconfirm our relationship with other believers in Christ's body. A lot of that stuff today, man, is we have a lot of people that are coming against each other. So I think that the book of Romans is actually a good book to where we can read and we can learn about um, what's going on in, in ourselves, you know what I mean? And how we deal with people, how we deal with our own sin, and uh, how we deal with just society in general, you know, with the love of Christ. Um, also, you know, how do we get saved from our sin? Well, by believing in Jesus Christ. That's how we become saved. Paul confirms it here in the Bible that he states that um, salvation comes by trusting in Christ and his finished work. And through him, we can stand before God being justified, not guilty. You know, so the Bible um, actually speaks in the book of Romans that, you know, we are, we are considered not guilty for our sins when we stand right we will be standing right with God, in front of God, because of who we believe in, which is Jesus, God's Son, who is actually God in the flesh. So we go through the vital statistics of Romans, and it says that the purpose, to introduce, the purpose of this book of Romans is to introduce Paul to the Romans and to give a sample of his message before he arrives in Rome. Now the author, we know, of this book is Paul, and to whom it was written. It was written to the Christians in Rome and believers everywhere. And so, I mean, this can go for us too, right? And uh, another thing is, is to whom written Christians in Rome and believers everywhere. Say that again. That's the book is for everybody. It's not just for uh, a certain few. It's not to pick apart. It's actually to help us and guide us in, in how to um, get better. You know, and as far as, you know, with other believers or who we, you know, we encounter or even in, within ourselves. So the setting is um, of this whole book is apparently Paul had finished his work in the East and he and he planned to, to visit Rome on his way to Spain after first bringing a collection to Jerusalem for the poor Christians there. In chapter 15, 22, you can find that. Also, um, uh, it's, so it's 22 through 28. Uh, the Roman church was mostly Jewish, but also contained a great number of Gentiles. And the key verses um, are like, So now, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith in his promises, we can have real peace with him because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Chapter 5, verse 1. The key people is uh, Paul. And I can't really pronounce this, but it's uh, spelled uh, P-H-O-E-B-E. -E, so I'm thinking Phoebe or Phobe. And then the key place is in Rome. And the special features is that Paul writes Romans as an organized and carefully presented statement of his faith. It does not have the form of typical letter. He does, however, spend considerable time greeting people in Rome at the end of the letter. 
You know, um, Paul comes from a, a dirty background like the rest of us. You know what I mean? Um, he's carefully presenting a statement of his faith in Christ. You know, he was going around thinking he was doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Uh, he was educate, well educated in the law. You know what I mean? He was going around destroying churches and killing Christians and thinking he was doing a service to God. You know, and then uh, he had a revelation with um, Jesus. You know, Jesus spoke down and asked him, why are you persecuting me? You know, and, and Paul, uh, after that, or Paul's name was Saul. And then after that, he was renamed to, to, to become Paul. As we know, and then he actually went, instead of going around killing believers and destroying the church, he actually started building the church and um, sharing the gospel, sharing his faith with people. It says uh, that the, truth, the blueprint of this whole book is uh, what to believe, uh, chapter 1, 1 through, uh, chapter 1, 1, and uh, chapter 11, 36, it goes like, number one is sinfulness of man. Number two is forgiveness of sin through Christ. And number three is freedom from sin's grasp. And four is Israel's past, present, and future. So we're going to go on to B. It says how to behave. You, you know, it's in chapter 12, verse 1, and chapter 16, 27. There's a, number one is there's a personal uh, responsibility that we have to go through. Um, There's a certain responsibility, and then there's personal notes as well. Paul clearly sets forth the foundation of Christian faith. All men are sinful. Christ died to forgive sin, and we are made right with God through faith. This begins a new life with a new relationship with God. Like a sports team that constantly reviews the basics, we will be greatly helped in our faith by keeping close to these foundations if we study romans carefully we will never be at loss to know what to believe paul gives clear practical guidelines for the believers in rome the christian life is not abstract theology unconnected with life but has practical implications which will affect how we choose to behave each day it is not enough merely to know the gospel we must let it transform our lives and let God impact every aspect of our lives. So as we're starting this, I'm just going to go ahead and go through the, the, the little forums of, of uh, this before I go into the actual book of Romans in chapter 1. And there's some mega themes, which is sin. So sin and the explanation of sin is sin means refusing to do God's will and failing to do all that God wants. Since Adam's rebellion against God, our nature is to obey. Dis, our nature is to disobey Him. Our sin cuts us off from God, and sin causes us to want to live our own way rather than God's way, because God is morally perfect, just, and fair. He is right to condemn sin. The importance of it is each person has sinned either by rebelling against God or by ignoring His will. No matter what our background or how hard we try to live good and moral lives, we cannot earn salvation or remove our sin. Only Christ can save us. Salvation. The explanation of that is our sin points out to our need to be forgiven and cleansed. Although we don't deserve it, God in his kindness reached out to love and forgive us. He provides the way for us to be saved. Christ's death paid the penalty for our sin. The importance. It is good news that God saved us from our sin, but we must believe in Jesus Christ and that he forgave our sin in order to enter into a wonderful new relationship with God. 
the growth. By God's power, believers are sanctified and made holy. This means we are set apart from sin, enabled to obey and to become more like Christ. When we are growing in our relationship with Christ, the Holy Spirit frees us from the demands of the law and from the fear of judgment. The importance is because we are free from sin's control, the law demands and fears God's punishment. We can grow in our relationship with Christ by trusting in the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to help us. We can overcome sin and temptation. Sovereignty. God oversees and cares about His people, past, present, and future. And God's ways of dealing with people are always fair because God is in charge of all creation. He can save whoever He wills. Because of God's mercy, both Jews and Gentiles can be saved. We must all respond to His mercy and accept this gracious offer of forgiveness because He is sovereign. Let Him reign in our heart. Service. When our purpose is to give credit to God for His love, power, and perfection in all we do, we can serve Him properly. Serving Him unifies all believers and enables them to show love and sensitivity to others. The importance of it is each one of us can, can't be fully Christ-like by ourselves. It takes the entire body of Christ to fulfill, express Christ by actively, and building up, by actively building one another up. Christians can be a symphony of service to God. So what to believe? Paul begins his message to Romans by vividly portraying the sinfulness of all mankind, explaining how forgiveness is available through the faith in Christ and showing what believers experience in life through their new faith. In this section, we learn to centrality of faith to becoming a Christian and to living the Christian life. Apart from faith, we have no hope in life. So to whoever's listening to this, I just kind of want to let you know that the next podcast is going to be based off of uh, Sinfulness of Mankind, part two. And it's, we're going to go through the scriptures and actually see what Paul says about mankind and our sin. And I also have a little bit of stories that I can tell of what I've experienced throughout my life and... Uh, Things that I have done, tried to get right with God, and there's nothing I, I could do except for accept Christ as my Savior. And so, this is my first. This is my first uh, podcast, and uh, to that I just want to say, um, have a good day, and let me pray for you really quick. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Um, I praise your holy name, hoping that uh, you reach all of us, give us an open ear and open eyes, Lord, and allow us to learn something new from you. Pray for every single person that actually listens to this. I pray you anoint them, Father. Give them hope and a future directed by you. In Jesus' name, amen.